we're back. It's Wednesday. It's it's hump day. No, no. It's bump day. It's bump day. Bump day, yeah. That's Welcome right. to uh, Bumper Sticker Faith. Uh, I'm Sam Key, and this is my friend, Louis Dooley. Hey, man. I like your glasses today. Oh, do you? Thank you, man. I, I can only see far. I can't read nothing with them, so. So you're farsighted today. I'm farsighted today. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Like a prophet. Yeah, okay. All right. I guess. Yeah, like a prophet. <laughs> so uh, today, we're going to be uh, talking about friends and friendship like the uh, show friends i never really got into friends i never got into it neither did you nope i still don't really like it they sh- they play reruns of Man, it they probably play that stuff all day every yeah. day for years i got I, into seinfeld i like seinfeld i never watched that either man yeah well you missed a little chunk of your life <laughs> well they had i could have watched oh, they had tv yeah, and, we okay, had my own yeah, tv yeah. we yeah. had cable tv i could have yeah. watched all that stuff i just yeah. chose not to i was more of a beverly hills 902 okay okay you know so yeah and sports mainly yeah and sports yeah so friends we're gonna talk about friends and uh just pick each other's brains on that um friends man friends to me so just to kick it off man like that word i remember when i got out of prison i got married and i was talking to julie my wife Mm -hmm. about the word friend and i can remember the look on her face she probably was like, this dude is nuts. <laughs> Pretty intense guy. <laughs> well, just because they were friend. Okay. Like, I don't use that word lightly. Okay. You know, because, and that's a, and it's really a prison thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a survival um, technique. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know much of a technique, but a mindset, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you are in prison and you have the mindset that there are guys that are friends around you, mm-hmm. then that means you open yourself up to where danger can possibly befall you. Okay. And so a person that you would put the label of friend on will be somebody that you basically would trust with your life. Yeah, literally. Literally, yeah, literally. Yeah. So, you know, that that Got became it. the bar yeah. for me. Now, of course, that bar isn't as high out here, mm-hmm. but it's still, in my opinion, higher than probably mm-hmm. most people in the outside world. Because talk, I, people use the word so loosely. Talk more about that in prison, though. Like, dig a little bit more into that. So you have guys in prison that when you call them um, each other friends, then you're trusting your life with them. And uh, what? And if they... Did you see instances of friends betraying each other? Like when... Two people who had given each other that trust, but then one didn't, one let the other down. Yeah, I mean, I saw that um, without a doubt. Um, and that would then probably just deepen your resolve to make uh, friends, make sure that they're true friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would probably say when I was in prison all those years, you know, 15 and a half years, mm-hmm. I would probably say I had less than a handful of friends Yeah, that I would like call my friend that I knew that if... If somebody were trying to do something to me, they would stand up and mm-hmm. try to prevent it, yeah. even before it made its way to me, hmm. whether it be words or whether it be actions. And so, um, you know, there's a level of trust that you have to have among people off the top because you're in a cell with somebody mm-hmm. that you probably never seen. You never, my first cellmate, I never saw in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to sleep in this little small room with this person. And I don't even know who this person is, a perfect stranger. Mm-hmm. So just imagine driving down the street, picking a guy <laughs> up that you've never seen and taking them home. And yeah. you guys sleep in the same 
you know, one sleeps in the bed, the other sleeps on the floor. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a very similar situation, except at least the guy I'm in the cell with, I know he's in prison because he committed a crime. Mm-hmm. The guy you picked up on the street, you have no idea, mm-hmm. you know. So what's better, the guy that committed mm-hmm. a crime or the unknown? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you have to have a level of trust. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't call that guy my friend. Mm-hmm. For me, the kind of the test of friendship would be, you know, how we get along with one mm-hmm. another. Um, do their views kind of line up with mm-hmm. my views? Um, how we interact together in a group of people? Mm-hmm. Um, and that stuff just develops over mm-hmm. time. You know, like a person that would be my friend, like, I would tell them, hey man, if you if you need like I would I would like had a couple guys that were friends as I'm filling out my commissary list, I'd be like, hey man, you need anything from the store? Mm-hmm. You know, now if a guy that wasn't my friend came and said, hey man, like my money didn't hit my books, you know, could you get me a you know four or five soups and a beef sausage and a couple bags of chips? Mm-hmm. If it was somebody that I knew and they seemed to be trustworthy and they worked a job in prison, you know, mm-hmm. there had to be some things I had to know of them for me to do that, mm-hmm. and you know, I would do that. If they were a trustworthy person, but that wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't label them as mm-hmm. my friend. So the, like the image I want to distill from that is you're, I like your illustration about driving down the street and picking up a random guy and, and staying with that person. Like that's like a little microcosm of what life is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to survive that? So you, you're in prison and you're like, I'm in this situation. How am I going to survive that? Friends are necessary then. They're not fluff. They're not extra then right like you you need to have friends to have your back when you're in that situation well, in I, prison well i would I, w- I wouldn't use the word necessary okay because like you don't know if a guy's gonna have your back until the situation occurs and you see that he has your back right yeah true and so there's a few guys i know in situations that they definitely had my back um but you don't know until yeah. it actually happens you can hope and that's the whole that's the whole dynamic yeah. psychologically yeah. is you don't want to let yourself get so loose and be slipping to where you walk around carelessly mm-hmm. as if everybody's your mm-hmm. friend or everybody you have to actually kind of mm-hmm. have the opposite viewpoint. Mm-hmm. The guy that's being friendly towards me, he's really trying to get me. <laughs> Go watch our nice episode from a yeah. couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the guy when I first got to the county jail that gave me the box yeah. with all the goodies in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was doing a nice, kind act, and I found later that he had no motive other than to, to do what he felt God wanted mm-hmm. him to do. But in my mind, this dude may be trying to manipulate mm-hmm. me and take advantage of me in, mm-hmm. in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset you have to have in prison. Mm-hmm. And that's why in prison, I never really encountered anybody like this guy. Because in prison, like, when you do those kind acts like that, that, like, turns people against you. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're being genuine, because nobody does something for nothing. And usually the something that they do is for something that's going to be against you to Mm -hmm. harm you. So, um, you know, going through a lot of years thinking like that, uh, I just had an experience going back into a prison I was in for 13 years. And I saw some guys I haven't seen in over 20 years and I start having flashbacks Mm -hmm. and I start getting a little nervous and I start thinking like, I started going through these steps in my mind of being in prison on how to be safe and secure. Mm -hmm. You know, even though I had other guys around me, I was at a Christian banquet, Mm -hmm. you know, in the prison. But these some of the guys I knew and one guy there I do consider a friend. Mm -hmm. He wasn't around me at the time. But like 
it just kind of creeped me out, mm-hmm. man. It took me back to being in prison. Mm-hmm. And these guys weren't friendly. At one, they, they tried to be friendly with me, mm-hmm. but I saw the type of things they were into, like raping people, stabbing mm-hmm. people, stealing from people, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, whoa, mm-hmm. it kind of freaked me out. So so when we're dropped into whatever, a bad, uneasy situation, one of the first things we do is, who's our, who's our friend? Who can I trust? Who can I trust? And we do that, whether in prison and, and what I'm arguing is... is in real life, in outside life too, not that that's not real life, sorry about that, but in outside life too, um, friends are essential. I think they're essential, just like they are uh, in in prison too, but I don't think that our culture is, is there right now. I, I think a lot of people in the church too, especially, doesn't have that high, rigorous view of friendship that we think that we can do it all by ourselves, that we think we can make it, that we think we can have these superficial acquaintances, we can go in church, put on the nice face, smile, and and we we don't realize how much we truly do need other people. We don't realize, realize the spiritual forces mm-hmm. and evil that we're up against. In prison, you can a lot of times see those things, mm-hmm. but... There is a spiritual realm out there that's seeking to take us down, and we do need friends in our lives. They are essential. Like that hit home to me when um, I put my family through a big trial of my own doing, and I quickly realized that I need people, and I can't, I can't, I can't survive without people mm-hmm. to help me. And I didn't, um, and I, and I guess I kind of learned that not by actually pursuing those people, but by God's grace, some of those people actually pursued me and said, I'm here for you no matter what. And showing up at my house, showing up in the dark places in my life and saying, I'm here for you. And over the years, I've realized that, wow, I never would have made it if it weren't for these guys that I can name, you know, Mm -hmm. on on my hand. Yeah, to me, like, I look at it like this, you know, there's that that kind of saying that says like in character is like what you do when nobody else is watching yeah. or something like that. To me, like a friend is someone that when you're going through your worst things in life, they're reaching out to you. Mm. You know, like you're not reaching out to them. Like I got yeah. a bunch of Christian yeah, yeah. brothers. They're like, man, if you have an issue, it's like, man, you know, just reach out. If you want prayer for something, just reach out. And then that's cool. And that's, and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not being negative about that. That's great yeah. because everybody don't do that. You know, so I value those people doing that's that. That's true. But it's the friends that I got. I got one friend in particular, um, Todd, like. He'll just randomly call me. Like, mm-hmm. if he hadn't talked to me in a while, hadn't seen me, he's like, hey, man, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, he'll check in on me. You know, and that dude right there is a true friend. You I know like what that. I mean? If 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 I had need of something, like, he would figure out a way to help mm-hmm. me in that need. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when I'm not in, like, if I'm just in need of relationship, he'd be mm-hmm. like, hey, man, what you doing? Like, let's get together. Yeah. You know, so, like, I, I value that because they're think, a friend thinks about you. Yeah. Um, they want what's best for you. They don't have any motive mm-hmm. um, other than just being a friend to you because they really, they genuinely care about you. I like how you flip that because we do think that, okay, we will have to, our friends are the people we will reach out to when we're in a bad place. But like you, like you said, 
most often when you truly are in a bad place, if I'm in a bad place, I'm not reaching out to anybody. No. Like, I'm just going to... I'm wallowing in my mud puddle. Wa- yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm hiding, hiding in shame. I'm whatever. I, I don't want to reach out. But then the friend is a person who will reach in to yeah. you and yeah. be there for you. Yeah. So, like, if people are uh, listening to this now and, and wondering if you have someone in your life who's in that place, don't wait for them to reach out to you, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, when they're ready or whatever. No, go go reach out to them first. Yeah, no, it's, that's, that's true, man. You know, and it's, it's great to have a lot of relationships. You know, I don't, I don't associate the word relationship with friendship. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have a relationship with someone to be your friend. Mm-hmm. But you can have relationships with people that are just acquaintances, you know, or people that you go to a Bible in the same Bible. Like I got people tonight that will be in my house for a Bible study. And outside of the Bible study, like I don't even talk to the people. Mm. You know, I don't do things with them. But they come and we fellowship together. Yeah. We eat together. We pray together and everything is great. And that's okay. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, but they're not my friend and I don't do any. Like I said, I don't do anything with them. I don't mm-hmm. communicate with them outside of that. Um, so talk to those people, that kind of person who I just have a random, ambiguous person in my mind who does show up at Bible studies or shows up at church to a class at church or whatever and thinks, okay, that I, I have my friendships. Uh, what would you say to that person? You know, to me, a person like that would be someone that is probably more private. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to open themselves up two deeper relationships that could lead to friendships because either A, they may have been burned or been hurt before in the past, mm-hmm. or B, they've never learned how to develop deeper relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mm-hmm. know somebody like that in my life that's really close to me who um, doesn't have any deep relationships mm-hmm. with anyone, you know, and that because I'm just the opposite, mm-hmm. it's difficult for me to understand that person, Mm -hmm. you know, how they think, how they live, the way they live, because I need it. Mm -hmm. And because I need it, I feel like everybody needs it. And and I still believe everybody needs it. So the person that I'm talking about, I think that they are doing themselves a huge injustice, Mm -hmm. even to the point of not being able to really live the life that Christ wants them to live because they choose not to have any deep relationships with people. You know, mm-hmm. and and to have a, a deep relationship with people takes work. You yeah. know, you're going to be vulnerable with those people. You're going to put stuff out there to them that you don't put out to everybody else, mm-hmm. which is opening yourself up to shame, mm-hmm. to judgment. It's a risk. Yeah. But I'm and I'm a risk taker. But I I'm, I tell my wife I'm a calculated risk taker. <laughs> In other words, if I know like this guy tied, mm-hmm. I know I could tell this dude anything. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to tell nobody else mm-hmm. and he going to help me through whatever I need to mm-hmm. be helped through. But I got other people that I, I feel like I'm a that I would consider a friend, but I wouldn't tell them this stuff. Because okay. one, maybe their lack of maturity just in being able to help me. Yeah. Maybe their lack of maturity of like not going to tell nobody else. <laughs> but yeah. I still consider them a friend yeah. because there's other things that we've experienced in life to where I'm comfortable calling them my friend. Yeah. Um, but to not have that in life, I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, you either got to have a super duper deep relationship with Jesus, yeah. which you can, but... If you, I mean, I'm talking about so deep, like you can pick up the phone and call him and yeah. he's going to answer type deep, which yeah. I don't think exists. Yeah. You need other people to be yeah. talking to. And just one more thing, yeah, like no, you not only need a friend in your life, 
you are withholding being a friend to somebody else that might need you. Mm. You know, so it's a it's a it's a dual mm. thing. Like I need friends to help me and I need to be a friend to help somebody else. Yeah. And so a person that that does neither. Yeah. It's like an Oreo cookie. <laughs> like to make the cookie, <laughs> you need both of the wafers. Yeah, yeah, you need you both know? sides. If, man. You need both sides, and when you have one, you have the other. Which I'm gonna do a shameless plug for <laughs> lemon Oreos. <laughs> lemon Oreos are fire. The vanilla Oreos are good too, but the lemon. <laughs> if you ain't tried lemon Oreos, I don't mess with the mint. I don't really like mint, but lemon Oreos. Yeah, fire. And Oreo is not sponsoring this podcast. They, but if we eventually somebody here works for Nabisco or whoever owns Oreo, yeah. if you want to send us some, we'll gladly have them here, and I have my big old glass yeah. of chocolate milk, and we'll, we'll eat them. We'll, we'll, we'll eat, eat, them. eat them. We'll tear them up. <laughs> Think about Jesus, though. As as I heard you mention, like you may be a really deep spiritually spiritual per- person connected with Jesus, and you don't need friends. Well, Jesus needed friends. <laughs> And he is Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and I just opened up to John chapter 15. And, and before, before I read this, uh, I heard someone treat, tweet recently that one of Jesus' biggest miracles was the fact that he was um, a 30-something guy and he still had 12 friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Like that's how, that's how shallow, though, friendship yeah. is these days that we don't really don't have deep friends Mm -hmm. into our 30s, 40s, and that. Uh, But this is what Jesus said, that he said that you are my friends. And this is um, John 15, 14. You are my friends. He says, greater love has no one than this, and someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. So there's a couple of uh, things there that Jesus um, shows about friendship. Like, you know what I'm doing. And like you said, like when you go deeper with someone else, you o- open up yourself to them so that they know what you're about. Mm-hmm. They know what you're doing. Yeah. They know what makes you tick. They know what plans you have. They know know what you're getting at. Um, do And you share. You yeah. share, and they share with you. You know what each other's doing. Yep. And you uh, do what the other person says. Like, if you really are a friend, when yeah. uh, when my um, friend Tim tells me something, I take it very seriously. He says, uh, because I have to open myself up to him. I'm like, Tim, this is what I'm doing lately. You know, good, bad, or whatever. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he's able to speak to me. And and tell me his thoughts and and I those thoughts weigh heavily with me and most likely I do them I I don't trust myself yeah. but I trust him because he cares for me and he loves and he loves me and uh, I have yeah people in my life those friends I think that's a good um, what J- Jesus words are a good way of putting it do people in your life know what you're doing know what you're about and are you um, listening to other people in your life as well. Hmm. Yeah, friendship is a, a, it's a great thing, you know, but it also like can be harmful because there are times where, you know, a friendship could go awry or someone could burn you. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember 
I don't know how why this may be relevant, but it just crossed my mind. My mother used to always tell me when I was growing up, like you could never have three friends. Hmm. Could never be three. Because hmm. if two of them get together and that third one isn't there, they always gonna feel left out. <laughs> and it just always stuck with me, you know, and I've experienced that. There's some street wisdom with that. For yeah, sure. I don't know if it I don't even know if it's a street thing yeah. other than like I've experienced that in my life, you know, yeah. where, you know, in high school, like I call up one of my friends and Another one of our friends would be at his house, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Dang, like why you ain't, why, like mm-hmm. why you ain't saying nothing?" Like I came over there too, we could have kicked it. They were like, yeah. "Oh, you know, we ain't think about it." And it's like, yeah. y'all feel kind of left out, yeah. you know. And so that just always stuck with me. Um, and how relevant that is to this, I don't know, but it just relates to the word mm-hmm. friend. But um, you know, friends and community are things I think we definitely need in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, the community aspect of just having people that um, we can contribute something to maybe their life and what they're going through. And then mm-hmm. we also can learn from them. So, again, kind of speaking to that person who is what I would call like a loner, you know, or mm-hmm. a lone wolf. Like you're a Christian and you're trying to do Christianity like by yourself. Like it's not like living for Jesus is not a lone range or a lone wolf mm-hmm. type of like way of living it's mm-hmm. a community based living you know the bible tells us you know to to not forsake the assembling of ourselves so we need to be in community together with the, the church is a community the church is a community by, yeah, yeah. so definition. people that say I, I can be a christian and i don't need to go to church like i think that's a lie from the devil that they yeah. believe in because the devil if the it, listen if there's anything that's good that god is in and there's any thought in your mind of not participating in that that's not from god mm-hmm. God is never going to say, don't be, go, don't mm. go somewhere around other people that yeah. are my children. Yeah. He's never going to say, don't mm-hmm. go to that. <laughs> you know? So if you got a thought not to go, it's either a thought from God, it's mm-hmm. maybe your own thought, or it's maybe a thought from the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you and the devil, like, if it's not of God, then it's yeah. of the devil. And we're not talking about those seasons or periods like Jesus did where he went off by himself to pray. You know, yeah, but to that's, be but, by himself. But, but is that even a season? Like he didn't go off for like three months and pray, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. I mean, I, I don't see anywhere in Scripture yeah. where there should be any type of time where we disassociate or disconnect ourselves with the body of Christ. Yeah. Right. Or with any community outside yeah. of that. So I, we're not talking about those short periods of time, <laughs> not a season. But yeah, I mean, it's where it's, we go off and pray, and, and but then we come right back to the community. Yeah, I mean, we, we like you say, we, because need, we need them. We need community. Yeah. You know, we're broken people. We're lost. And, yeah. you know, we can. The, I know I found in my life that when I don't have community, I find myself off by myself mm-hmm. in some type of sinful pattern. Yeah. yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, and you know what? I'm not going to say everybody's like me. Mm-hmm. I want to say everybody's like me, right? Yeah. So I can feel kind of good about myself, <laughs> like I'm not the only one. Yeah. But I can only make that judgment on myself. Yeah. You know, that's what happens for me. And that's why um, I think everybody needs community, yeah. man. And when, when, we're, when we're in community like that, you talked about two people versus three people. Three is harder. You're right. Your mom was right. Four is even harder. Five is even harder. But... I think it's harder in a in a good way because there there's more of you that can they can reveal about yourself. You know, it's harder to work in that dynamic, and there's probably more friction. And um, just like iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. The more friction that you have, the more molding and shaping. Everybody's becoming better yeah. if you're working towards the same 
the same yeah, goal, that is. So there's a potential for greater transformation to work off those uh, those rough edges. Yeah. And like to the person who really struggles with making friends, like I'm trying to think, well, why is that? Uh, what what are they going? Maybe they're going into that with uh, the wrong expectations. Maybe there's been a past hurt in that, but maybe they're going into a relationship thinking that I can only be friends with somebody if we match up and line up on all our beliefs and activities uh, for the most part, a hundred percent. Yeah, you, you know ain't gonna never find You're not that. gonna find that. You're not gonna what, a spouse, a child you may have, anybody. nobody. So this is like something that I've been especially learning in the last several years is that there's this there's a guy, a random guy, maybe we don't line up on everything. Go for it. Try it. See what happens. Like you're not gonna line up with everything. Yeah, like I got friends that think Lou Malnati's is better than Giordano's, and that's just <laughs> not true. So you know, but they still, we still cool. Yeah, like yeah. if 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 we go out for pizza and they treating, like I will eat some Lou Malnati's. Yeah. But if I'm treating or if I'm like gonna pick some up and bring it, I'm bringing Giordano's, <laughs> the best, the best deep around. So you know. But it's it's just it's so important to realize that you can be friends with people who are a lot different yeah, than you. Yeah, you can. You can be it's, great. it's just not likely, right? Because if you don't see eye to eye with people on many things, mm-hmm. then what's that commonality? You mm-hmm. know, now that could be true in a Bible study where the commonality is the Word of God, Christ. And everything be fine there. Mm-hmm. But if you find yourself outside of that community and maybe one person's a Republican, one person's mm-hmm. a Democrat, right? Mm-hmm. That could be a huge yeah. separator, right? To yeah. where it's like our views are so different. Mm-hmm. Like all we're doing being around each other outside of Bible study mm-hmm. is tolerating each other. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no fun. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be around a person or people that, that think so <laughs> differently and believe so differently than you outside of Christ that you just have to sit there yeah. and, and be nice, but you can <laughs> you develop. Know. You can develop if you force yourself to do it. You can develop a kind of strange affection for for people, and that's not as high as a friendship. Yeah, but it, you can. But it's just least, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's too many people yeah. in the world that I can find. Like like you said, I'm not gonna find somebody that agrees with everything yeah. I believe. But my core beliefs have to be yeah. in check. And then outside of that, like if if. If you like, like I like the Cubs, I'm from St. Louis. I got really, really people that I would call good friends that are Cardinal fans, mm-hmm. and I love them to death. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to, yeah. like, not be friends yeah. with them just because they like the Cardinals. What do you do <laughs> about, another thing I would say and ask is, like, how, how we're intentional about our friendships. Like, are you intentional with um, your friendships? Like, for instance, me, I, lo- I like thinking about my week and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I know Wednesdays mm-hmm. I'm with Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And different days I'm with I'm with different people. Mm-hmm. And I at the beginning of the week I want to make sure that I'm hitting some of my friends, like I'm with them mm-hmm. to keep healthy. And if I if there if a week goes by where I'm not like it's sparse and I'm not seeing people, not seeing my friends, I that's a warning to me that yeah, yeah. that I need to do something about that. Even yeah. if I don't feel like it, even if it's the plans aren't going to work out exactly, even if we don't, I just have to kind of force mm-hmm. myself to do it. And I think that's healthy. Yeah, um, I mean, it, I was going to say to develop a friendship at no matter what level is going to take work. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to mm-hmm. be intentional about it because a friendship isn't just going to develop by itself. Yeah, It's not going to just, like you got to, being uh communication with that person yeah you know like how regular that happens 
not be left up to the individuals, yeah, yeah. but you, but it needs to have some regularity. Yeah. You know, like me and this guy Todd, I talked about like, you know, for a men's group every week, I could see him if I get my butt out the bed at six mm-hmm. o'clock and go. <laughs> but like outside of that, maybe talk to him like once every other week, mm-hmm. or maybe see yeah. him every couple of weeks or something yeah. like that. And he'll call and check in. Sometimes I'll call and check in. I got a few other friends that we, you know, communicate on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's thinking here's something that I want to do, and I enjoy it. Oh, and this person enjoys yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. Man, let me give. So I got a friend named Dan that like we watch sports. Yeah, you know, and it's like, hey man, with the NBA playoffs been clicking. So like, yeah. a couple like once a week we together like watching some NBA game, yeah. and it's it's less about that for him than it is for me. But it's not that serious for me either. Mm-hmm. It's just really a reason, right, yeah. to get together and just chit chat about life yeah. and family and things like that. Then we invite other people mm-hmm. in to be a part of that community. So it's thinking about other people who we enjoy their company. Mm-hmm. They, you know, probably enjoy ours. We have Christ as the core mm-hmm. and not necessarily even have Christ mm-hmm. as a core. There are some guys we'll invite that aren't even Christians, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily an outreach. It's just loving on them, mm-hmm. you know, and at some point maybe they'll want, as they hear us talk mm-hmm. about, man, you know, I'm having a tough time with this or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they may be thinking, dang, well, I'll be having tough times too. And these dudes yeah. are praying like maybe I need some prayer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like trying to influence and impact That's their great. life for Christ in a non-intentional, intentional yeah. way, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. That's a great uh, friend pro tip though and that's to find an activity to do H- have like a purpose mm-hmm. uh, whether it's sports to have an activity to do and gather around yeah. that that takes yep. that takes pressure off it gives you a reason to call yeah i have a friend that we go jogging together probably um once every other week and like if i haven't seen him for a while you know i call him or he yeah. calls me and it's like hey let's go do a go do a jog together Go hit up a brewery afterwards. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. have some fun. Yep, and that's our, you know, yeah, part yeah. of our relationship. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's that I would say that's that's one of the things is find something that can be a reason to gather, even if it's something simple as like jogging. Maybe I'm not into jogging that yeah. much, but a fire pit. It's that season yeah. now, Chicagoland area where it's getting to, because sometimes it can be in the 50s, sometimes it can be in the 30s around <laughs> yeah. six, seven o'clock at night. Yeah, you know what I mean. You yeah. throw some logs on the fire pit. You know, maybe do some s'mores and, you know, yeah. just kick back for a couple hours and just, you know, kind of debrief, you know, be a guy, yep. you know, a guy that may yep. be different than how you are around your wife. And, you know, we need that community. So, yeah. Yeah. So find a purpose. Um, he- head in the, the same uh, direction. I think that that's what C.S. Lewis did. That's what he said fam- famously about friends. A friend is someone you can say. What you too? Like you like this thing mm-hmm. too? You like fire pits? You like running, too? So, see, see what else I got here on my on, on my notes. Yeah, um, be intentional. Do it badly <laughs> if you need to at first, uh, but like we said, uh, be intentional. Find a purpose and know that you need it. Know that there will be a time in your mm-hmm. life. Uh, if if you don't feel that desperation now, you're gonna have that. You're gonna have that, and you're gonna need those people in your life who will, will be calling you. Yep. And maybe there's people in your life right now that you need to be uh, calling up as well. Yeah, amen, amen. That's a good point. So, man, this was good. You know, I love talking about relationships and community and stuff. So, you know, hopefully, you guys, man, maybe there's some things you learned or maybe some ideas you got. But if you don't have any 
friendships or at least a friendship outside of like your marriage if you're married like I think it's good you know whether you're a a woman or a man like we need to have at least one friend somebody that we can confide Mm -hmm. in and that they can confide in us you know to do life with so Mm -hmm. um, if you don't do that man maybe pray about somebody that you like enjoying being around them they kind of like some of the things you like and maybe call Mm -hmm. them and say hey man let's go do x Mm -hmm. you know and if if they think the same way you think about them, then they might say, oh, wow, that'd be great. And if not, you know, when you able to, like, get your feelings back in order because your feelings <laughs> might be hurt to think about the next person. Yeah, got um, it. But it's something that will benefit you. I can speak from my experience. It's benefited me greatly. Yeah. Greatly. Actually, that's that's how the church started was through friendship. When mm-hmm. you, they're in the context of the Roman Empire and it's illegal you know, to be a, to be a Christian, it had to start with those relationships with your neighbor and where you open up to each other and they share the good news so christianity i heard was born on friendship Mm -hmm. friendship to friendship amen amen well man thank you guys for tuning in again to this episode if you if you like it you know send us a message you know subscribe do all that good stuff it's always a blessing getting a chance to spend time with my friend sam and uh chop it up about different topics every week so man y'all have a good rest of the day good rest of the week don't go stepping in no bs Thank <laughs> you.